Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. We're reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When Paul came to Antioch and Pisidia, he said in the synagogue, My brothers, children of the family of Abraham, and those among you who are God-fearing, to us this word of salvation has been sent. The inhabitants of Jerusalem and their leaders failed to recognize him, and by condemning him they fulfilled the oracles of the prophets that are read Sabbath after Sabbath. For even though they found no grounds for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him put to death. And when they had accomplished all that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days he appeared to those who had come up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. These are now his witnesses before the people. We ourselves are proclaiming this good news to you, that what God promised our fathers he has brought to fulfillment for us, their children, by raising up Jesus, as it is written in the second psalm, You are my son, this day I have begotten you. The Word of the Lord You are my son, this day I have begotten you. I myself have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. The Lord said to me, You are my son. This day I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for an inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall rule them with an iron rod. You shall shatter them like an earthen dish. And now, O kings, give heed, take warning, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice before him with trembling Rejoice. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. My brothers, children of the family of Abraham, those others among you are God-fearing. To us this word of salvation has been sent. So preached St. Paul in the synagogue in Pisidia, in what is now central Turkey. Commentators explain how Paul's address contained all the main themes of apostolic preaching. God's saving initiative in the history of Israel, reference to a precursor to Christ in John the Baptist, understanding the gospel and scripture in the proper sense, mention of Jerusalem, and the decisive event of the resurrection confirming Christ's divinity. Paul did not back off from telling his Jewish listeners about the cross, the painful death freely undergone by the innocent Jesus. They naturally found it shocking and hurtful, but it is what brings salvation. 
Paul wrote the Corinthians a few years later, when I came to you, brethren, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God in lofty words or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Commentators write, it is difficult for humans to understand how Christ could have died the way he did. But with the help of grace, we can in some way understand the Lord becoming obedient unto death, even death on a cross. St. Thomas Aquinas wrote, it was very fitting that Christ should die on a cross. First, to give an example of virtue, also because this kind of death was the one most suited to atoning for the sin of the first man. It was fitting for Christ in order to make up for that fault, to allow himself to be nailed to the wood, as if to restore what Adam had snatched away. Also because by dying on the cross, Jesus prepares us for our ascent into heaven. Through Christ's death on the cross, we can see how much God loves us. And consequently, we can feel moved to love him with our whole heart and with all our strength. Only the cross of our Lord, an inexhaustible source of grace, can make us holy. But God's plan for us does not end with the cross. For three days after his death, his tomb was empty. There then is his plan for us. We die with him and we rise with him. Here then is our faith and our hope. This is why, as St. Paul told the Romans, we rejoice in our sufferings, for they are nothing, nothing, compared to the joys in store for those who persevere. Yes, we have to persevere, like gold being refined by fire. You see, the good news is not good news for everyone. After Paul preached the truth, A huge number of Jewish people in Pisidia were ready to convert. They were ready for fulfillment. Not so the Jewish leaders. They stirred up the people and ran Paul and Barnabas out of town. And that, of course, became a pattern for the apostles. And it's a pattern that remains true today for true successors of the apostles and those of us who follow. We will be vilified ridiculed, exiled, canceled. Oh, who cares? The people canceling us cannot save us. They can only lead us to hell by getting us to snatch away the forbidden fruit off the wrong tree. My brothers, children of the family of Abraham, and those among you are God-fearing. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. We put him to death with our sins, but he rose from the dead and is coming back for us. This is the good news to you, which God promised our fathers. Believe it, live for it, and die for it, and then live again. <laughs>